The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Dragos Marginantu, who is the AI Chief Technologist in Boeing Research and Technology. Hello, Dragos, and welcome to the call. Hello. Yeah, hi, Dragos, and thanks for joining us today. So we'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about your background and what you're currently doing at Boeing. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me here. Um, uh, I work in AI at Boeing, and um, so my my uh, my love affair with AI started in my senior year in high school when I received a copy of Pat Winston's AI textbook as a present for my birthday from a family friend, and so as um, some of you know, that textbook covers heavily symbolic AI, logic, knowledge-based systems, and so on. It is a little bit about the perceptron. Um, I was deeply fascinated about the content and the field. Uh, it made me more curious about making those approaches generalize well. Um, and uh, that's what led me to do uh, uh, later a, a PhD in machine learning which I uh, earned in 2001 from Oregon State University, where I worked with Tom Dietrich, who uh, many of you may know. Uh, he's one of the fathers of machine, modern machine learning research, a uh, very active member of the AI research community. So then uh, after my PhD, I joined Boeing Research and Technology, which is the research arm of the Boeing company. Um, mainly because I was fascinated by by the complexity of the problems addressed by Boeing. At that time, um, applied AI was young, um, and um, so I was uh, Boeing Research and Technology, the research arm. I worked in uh, research in different areas of machine learning, planning, human-in-the-loop computer systems, and um, with uh, my colleagues, we have deployed machine learning solutions for airplane maintenance. So that was uh, one of the first areas which we uh, started to address uh, in surveillance, in uh, production systems in our factories, and in autonomous systems. Um, I was always actively involved in the research community, and uh, also I, I was part and led DARPA-funded research projects uh, in different areas of AI, in robotics, fundamental research, and so on. Uh, and that allowed us to, to work with uh, colleagues in universities, research labs, and, and in other companies. Well, great. great. Well, that's definitely a, a great long career, and, and glad you have had this interest for a, for a while. I think a lot of our listeners, and I know we have as well, um, so, so I'm interested. So AI seems to be helping Boeing in a lot of different ways. And uh, one way in particular that, that we've heard is that um, it's being applied to Internet of Things, you know, aggregating data from sensors 
um, in order to better plan operations and, as you mentioned, reduce total maintenance costs. So can you tell us more about how Boeing is using AI internally to improve operations and IoT-related applications? Uh, sure, indeed. So, so we we do have have sensors everywhere, and uh, we do collect data from those sensors and process that data. And uh, you know, uh, those sensors are collecting data from increasingly diverse sources at increasing rates. Uh, we also tend uh, to install new sensors everywhere, right? Uh, even though we don't, sometimes we don't have in mind how we use that data, we have a tendency to, if, if it's affordable, right, to, to, to collect uh, more data from, from a source. So, uh, and so, yes, in uh, Boeing in Research and Technology and also in the, in the business units of Boeing, um, we, we basically design, one of our main goals is to design decision systems that, uh, that employ that data correctly and provide uh, either advices on good decisions or, uh, you know, full, uh, full decision systems. And uh, there are, we, we use them, um, we, we use and deploy um, mostly machine learning-based solutions on, uh, on these sensors in different areas. So, uh, first of all, production. Uh, and uh, if you have ever visited our factories uh, or, you know, some of our factories, for example, the one up in Everett, which can be visited by, by, by tourists, uh, you would be impressed how automated um, those factories are. And uh, they are both kept safe and they're increasingly more efficient. Um, and so uh, in production, we employ um, data from the different sensors for uh, mainly improved safety, but also efficiency. And uh, it's uh, several novel approaches in AI and machine learning that has enabled us to uh, increase that safety and efficiency in the last few years. Um, then uh, a big area in which uh, that I mentioned earlier, um, in which uh, we uh, employ machine learning is services. So so. Uh, Boeing develops innovative service solutions to support customers, both commercial on the commercial side, defense in space, um, any any customer of you know Boeing products. And now um, those services um, can be best supported, and this this was uh, this is the leap that that modern services uh, are making. Uh, employing um, optimization methods and machine learning methods for reducing costs, improve safety, and basically, typically, those solutions are on a case-by-case basis worked with uh, with customers individually. Um, then, uh, you know, in, in autonomous systems. So Boeing uh, is performing research in autonomous systems and developing of autonomous technologies both for aerospace, but also for uh, for our factories. As I mentioned, um, you know, those factories are 
um, super automated, and you'll see them full uh, full of autonomous systems. Uh, and then uh, probably the fourth big area for um, Internet of Things solutions is surveillance and monitoring, uh, mostly for mostly for assuring uh, secure environments, both in the outdoors, but also in in uh, in our uh, Boeing uh, factories and enterprise. Great. Okay, a, lot of, great. a lot of great uses of, uh, of, of AI applied to a wide range of areas. That's great. Yeah. Yes. Now, I know that you've also mentioned how AI is helping Boeing with supply chain and factory management as well. So can you tell us some examples of how Boeing is using AI to save with both time and cost in the factory? Um, indeed. So, so we are uh, we are managing our inventories uh, and also... Uh, supporting customers in managing their inventories, right? Our products are really complex products that have uh, thousands and some have millions of parts, right? Um, and these lead to inventories that are uh, super complex and hard to manage, right? And we do employ um, prediction tools based on machine learning, also some, you know, uh, also some based on, uh, you know, uh, domain knowledge uh, that are then fed into planning and scheduling systems. Uh, and uh, they are obviously designed to optimize the availability of parts at the right place. So what uh, machine learning has brought in is basically the capability to generalize and to optimize these solutions, also to handle anomalous cases, uh, you know, high-priced parts in inventories, uh, rare parts, and so on. Um, as you know, AI methods have prevailed in many of these applications due to their capability of dealing with uncertainty, right? So that's that's one one big strength of uh, of our you know machine learning methods, uh, and we have in in these applications we have a lot of uncertain inputs, dates of availability, the availability itself, right? Uncertainty uh, on you know our suppliers, right, or the customer suppliers. And so uh, um, addressing those through standard optimization methods becomes, uh, becomes infeasible. So that's, that's where we bring in uh, uh, modern machine learning methods, reinforcement learning methods, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, modern optimization methods. So we, we have applied uh, many of these techniques, and we have deployed them to support um, the production flows, uh, our, you know, modern factories, and um, uh, obviously the goal is to operate as close as possible to optimal. There is uh, lots of way to 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 go, uh, but also I want to emphasize again uh, the improved safety. Um, many people don't realize how much we uh, employ AI and machine learning methods. Um, also for safety, as I mentioned uh, uh, in in my uh, previous uh, answer. Um, as for, uh, 
you know, fundamental methods, uh, aside of, you know, standard machine learning uh, methods and reinforcement learning methods, um, uh, these, the typic, typical solutions employ probabilistic reasoning um, and uh, causal models. And in many of these cases for deployment, uh, this is one of the areas where having um, understandable, comprehensible, and actionable learned models um uh, uh is you know they they are a big need and uh, uh, they are at the core of of many of these solutions yeah that's great well we we've definitely had a lot of conversations around the use of ai and robotics in many of these situations um you obviously hear a lot from from folks like Rodney Brooks talk about uh, the use of machines and people kind of in close quarters, <laughs> and they're trying to solve some of those problems as well. That's right. So, um, just, so shifting gears a little bit, you know, one of the things that we recently have seen and a lot of people are wondering about is that Boeing is working on autonomous aircraft. So, you know, that's a different aspect of AI. We were talking about using the AI more internally to help with, with sort of Boeing's operations and how it builds craft and how it deals with supply chain management and materials and all sorts of stuff. But this is, this is AI, uh, Boeing putting AI to work in the aircraft itself. So can you talk to us about um, the use of machine learning and artificial intelligence and, and how to bring the idea of autonomous aircraft from, from concept to reality? Yeah, so what, what I can say is that we uh, in Boeing, uh, our team in Boeing Research and Technology is working on safely uh, deploying and developing the building blocks for, for these autonomous systems and uh, uh, that, that you're talking about. Uh, first, and, and going back to, uh, to your comment, uh, we look at uh, the, the first steps of building um, robust uh, AI solutions. Uh, so our team in Boeing Research and Technologies, uh, Research and Technology, uh, is uh, focusing our efforts in uh, big three big key areas. Um, so as you know, um, machine learning uh, in in the last five five years or so uh, enabled perception. So um, the uh, machine learning based solutions have made perception for the autonomous systems, ground, air, and so on, uh, a problem that now can be conquered. Uh, and uh, virtually any autonomous system and uh, any sensor suite. So we use uh, machine learning a lot for you know the perception in, uh, in these autonomous systems. Uh, we also uh, apply uh, probabilistic methods and um, and other suitable methods for these sensor suites for localization and mapping. And then uh, another big area of focus for us in, uh, in developing these autonomous um, systems is uh, robust, robust and risk-aware planning. Um, and... Uh, Although many people may think that you know planning is a solved problem uh, and plan execution, um, there is a lot of work to be done for um, uh, planning with the goal of uh, 
risk-aware execution so that uh, the autonomous system uh, doesn't get into a state in which uh, it has to take uh, only uh, bad decisions. Uh, so this this research effort is focused on demonstrating through development and uh, and um, as you know, uh, lots of machine learning is based on experimenting. So so we develop uh, what's possible today uh, in through through a lot of experiments, both in simulation and in uh, the real world. So as as our vice president of product development mentioned in interviews given last year, uh, we have the knowledge on uh, how these algorithms work. Uh, for some of them, we know intimately how they work, and uh, we run experiments to uh, to build these uh, systems and. Um, we are we're taking on uh, this class of problem uh, in in an aggressive way um, in in this entire space of um, autonomous systems. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is uh, definitely food for thought. There's a lot of stuff happening there, so sounds sounds exciting. Indeed. Yeah, and we're always interested to see where where this goes. And I know you said you're being aggressive about it, so we're we'll be keeping a close eye on that. And now yep. I always like to end these um, interview podcasts. With finding out, you know, I know that you've been involved with um, artificial intelligence. You've been interested in it for a long time now. So where do you believe the future of AI is in general and its applications to corporations and beyond? Indeed. So so I've been working in this field since the mid-'90s uh, when uh, it was not a young field. I mean, remember, AI is uh, 60 years old. Uh, right. And uh, but lately, we've been able to deploy more uh, AI applications. Um, I do work in an exciting industry, but I'm also a member of the uh, machine learning and AI research and uh, uh, research community. Um, machine learning, in particular, has been. I mean, I think this is the success, and this is why machine learning will continue to thrive. Uh, machine learning in particular has been always driven by real-world problems, uh, even in the 80s and 90s. Uh, you know, Leo Breiman in the 80s was uh, learning uh, decision trees to predict uh, pollution in, in, the, in the L.A. area and to see what can be done, right? Uh, and... Um, I think this is uh, this is the you know the great excitement of the community that now we started to produce solutions that are acknowledged in the society, and I think uh, the field is uh, very healthy and will continue to produce solutions. Now, uh, that being said, we have to be uh, very realistic here and not go into any kind of hype, right? Uh, AI solutions, we I think. We all know where they work, and they do work very well on problems that have very narrow context, uh, uh, typically on problems that we understand well in, in, in our industry, or even in problems where we don't understand them well, uh, they have to have very narrow context. Now, research, uh, research enables trying to widen those contexts by, by really small amounts. And um, uh, both the research and community, uh, research community and industry has 
to try to widen that. But it's not going to be widened by a whole lot, uh, you know, uh, rapidly. So, so <clears throat> I believe that practical AI solutions will be enabled in the next few years. And I don't know what will happen, but this is, I'm talking here three to five years, uh, by research in, in in two major directions. So, so one is, uh, you know, areas in core AI research, and I'll come back to it, uh, to, you know, on details on that. And then in adjacent, uh, mostly in engineering areas and mathematics areas, that will enable the utilization of deployment uh, and deployment of um, what we call today AI methods. So, First of all, to answer your question, in core AI research, I believe um, you know that today probabilistic programming uh, started uh, even for us to show uh, their strength, especially in handling anomalies, um, an area in which uh, machine learning uh, had to be tweaked or you know uh, engineered to to handle those. So. Uh, because of that, I think probabilistic programming will get increased attention over the next months, um, and then you know, a couple of years, uh, you'll 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 start seeing uh, a lot of um, good solutions uh, that uh, will uh, surprise um, practitioners, and then. Uh, I think uh, that causal models and um, both learning and, and inference in causal models uh, will enable the will enable the harder human in the loop decision problems to be addressed. We know that right now um, uh, AI has uh, you know we we have to work a lot in deploying AI in high risk applications, right? medicine, uh, aerospace, uh, you name it, right? Um, causal models, because of their understandability, but also because of the fundamentals uh, of causal models, uh, will enable to, to, make, uh, to make some, uh, some, some uh, big advances there. And I recommend everybody to to have a look at the you know, the book of why just uh, just came out today, right? Uh, by oh. Julia Pearl. So uh, it should be on everybody in everybody's uh, library. Um, now uh, that was core AI research in oh. the adjacent and engineering. Did you did you have any question? No, that, no, that's great. I mean, this is this is very much you're talking about the core of AI and a lot of fundamental algorithms and the kind of things that'll it'll enable right. them to, and, and integrate it, which is great. So, so keep keep going. I don't want to stop your yeah. flow. <laughs> so, so this uh, so until now we had uh, books in going back to the book of why we had books on causality with you know the books by Udaya Pearl, but uh, also other books. Uh, such as Halpern, uh, that were more technical. This is a book that is readable by anyone, and uh, I, it, it, it can open the eyes mainly of new so-called customers of AI, uh, domains which have not used yet AI can understand what, uh, you know, why, how causal models can, can help them. Now, going back, so, so first we talked about the core AI research directions that, that will, uh, will lead uh, the successes next. 
in the adjacent um, and in the so-called, you know, I would call them adjacent areas and engineering areas. So, so these are areas in which uh, it's not that you develop new AI algorithms, but areas that enable AI algorithms to, to shine, right? So I think uh, there are five, five, five big directions that uh, will lead to, to increased visibility for AI. So first of all, uh, AI architecture. So that's usable and reusable AI architectures on uh, for autonomous systems. You know, autonomous cars, airplanes, and so on. We do have established AI architectures in which we bring together uh, planning components, localization, perception, and so on. In other applications, however, other than the one-shot learning applications in which a prediction leads to a decision, right? Uh, those are a few. Uh, still, we need, we need AI architectures, especially for advancing the uh, re-engineering and to provide sandboxes for experimenting with AI. Um, companies work on them, but it's good to have these sandboxes not only for machine learning, but for whole AI decision systems, um, you know, for example, in predictive maintenance or in uh, even in, uh, you know, systems that enable sales or marketing and so on. Um, the second uh, uh, focus would be on modeling and simulation technologies. Again, uh, these technologies now are used heavily, as you know, in autonomous systems. Uh, we started to see how to use them in other and enabling, especially for enabling learning and decision making in in other problems. So, um, and where I'm taught, so there is a lot of modeling and simulation effort right outside of AI. However, we've seen that developing the right modeling and simulation and complement it. So complementing it with the real-world scenarios, right? We do modeling and simulation, especially for generating data in situations in which we cannot get data in the real world. That, that will enable, especially uh, enable machine learning to shine uh, even more. Um, and then, you know, a big, long desire of AI uh, is uh, knowledge-based system integrated with learning system. I think we're, you know, through uh, you know the advances in um, graphical models, uh, we are at the point where we can start seeing you know deployed integration of uh, uh, knowledge-based systems with learned models, either through knowledge learned uh, and you know combined with knowledge from other sources or uh, through uh, uh, generating learned models uh, from knowledge-based systems. Uh, I think it, it's going to be a, a, a big area of uh, applied research. Uh, and then um, we will need to learn to train full decision models on tasks in which the human expert is in the loop. Uh, as we've seen with AlphaGo, uh, so these are typically reinforcement learning methods and, you know, related methods. Full decision systems that are trained, they, they, they tend to perform well. Now, 
if a human is in that loop, so uh, if 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 the system has to support an expert in making the decision and so on, uh, we don't know yet how to to train those systems uh, in a principled way. Uh, yeah, we have solutions in which we have some hacks. Uh, learning that in a principled way, I think, will uh, will produce some some really good results where applicable, where we can design the right reward functions and so on. And then uh, I think uh, one big area which which has attention is to basically train uh, learning models and to build AI models with the focus on um, the robustness of the system. So I mentioned uh, robust and risk-aware planning, but also in machine learning. So in machine learning right now, mostly we, uh, we, we train them to minimize some sort of a loss function, which uh, typically has very little to do with the robustness, right? If we want to train a system not to make big mistakes, we uh, we still don't have uh, many principal solutions. So, building robust AI systems um, uh, is a big area of uh, interest, and and I think you'll see a lot of results in that. So, so uh, again, I, I believe that overall we should have very measured expectations. Um, we are, as, as Rodney Brooks mentioned in in, uh, in his blog post, post, right? We are at the very beginning um, to build what's next. We have to acknowledge the limitations, and you know, one big limitation is are these narrow contexts where we we tend to excel. Um, we have, however, to uh, not only acknowledge, but to build on advances in adjacent fields, as we did uh, in the last 20, 30 years. Optimization methods, probabilistic inference, game theory, uh, database systems and data systems, and, and also uh, a lot of software engineering. Talking about software engineering, this is the field which is re currently revolutionized by, especially by the advances in deep learning, right? And uh, we'll continue to do so, uh, and um, we'll have to to be able to 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 support it. Okay. Well, that 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 was great to get your feedback and thoughts on the future of AI. There's a lot there. We may have to have like a yeah. whole separate podcast just taken up. All the content yeah. that podcast. Yeah. I really, really, really appreciate that that great feedback. And uh, I don't know, Kathleen, did you want to add anything more to that, or, or just just give some claps on how, how how detailed that was? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a really detailed and great answer. And like you said, you know, um, we're at the beginning of this, but then also we've been doing this for sixty plus years, working on artificial intelligence and. Uh, you know, winters of the past have come about because people have overpromised and underdelivered. So I think you're right. Having very realistic sure. expectations of what we can do is important, and make sure right. that everybody has that in mind when they're, uh, you know, when they're working on solutions. That's true. Yeah. So we we should stay focused and to acknowledge uh, the big limitations. We should be in engineering. You still have solutions that are not developed uh, based on AI and. Uh, you know, Boeing is a company that produces such solutions in so many areas, right, in controls and, and other fields. So, uh, you know, we, we should stay humble and uh, oh. 
and work focused and understand where we can apply these methods now and also what are the research questions to, to apply them tomorrow. Um, they enable us to gather a lot of knowledge, right? A lot of knowledge from, uh, from not only, you know, from the data, right, through machine learning, but uh, to gather a lot of knowledge through exploration of, you know, some environments, right? Uh, and, and that's their power, right? That will continue to be their power regardless. Um, and, you know, these methods will, will, will become maybe uh, streamlined and, you know, into software engineering or, you know, or a new engineering uh, field, as, as Michael Jordan mentioned in his uh, Medium uh, article. Um, that's that's the biggest uh, the biggest uh, that could be the biggest success of AI being uh, you know in the mainstream software engineering. Um, but to get there, we we have to address a few more questions. Mm -hmm. Well, great. Well, you've definitely answered a lot of our questions, so we really appreciate that for sure. So, Dragos, I just wanted to, to thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Um, you know, we know our listeners learned an, a lot. Um, I think really gained a lot of experience. I hope people listen to this a few times. So uh, we really appreciate you joining us uh, for this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be part of your podcast. Yes, Dragos, thanks for joining us today. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. And thanks for listening, and we'll catch thanks. you at the next podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Fiverr.com. Fiverr is a marketplace for creative and digital freelance services. And in fact, I use Fiverr for quite a lot of the things that we do here at Cognolytica and AI Today, including the editing of this podcast, the generation of transcripts, and more. I definitely encourage you to take a look at using Fiverr for your creative and digital needs today. And I have a special offer for you today. Use the promo code AI Today for 15% off your first purchase on Fiverr.com. Offer valid until December 31st, 2018. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolytica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.